This is Alex. I'm from Boston. Hello, this is Jackie, and I'm from Houston. Hey, this is Rahul from Stanford. And we are the Premier Chess. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chess, who's source for all Premier League. Uh, but starting with Chelsea first, and this time around, starting with the Women's World Cup first. And I'm joined by my good friend, Ray. Welcome back, Ray. Yeah, thank you for having me back. Good to be here. Been, yeah, it's good. It's been a few weeks since we last spoke, but the Women's World Cup is upon us. Actually, we already had two games earlier today. Uh, and for the first time since we're recording, we're both on the same time zone. I know. I know I'm over in New York for 24 hours, so uh, so yeah, definitely much easier. Absolutely, and unfortunately, we're not in the same room. But the next time, hopefully, we can record at the together as well. But uh, welcome back, and let's dive right into it. So the Women's World Cup kicks off, kicked off, I should say, uh, today in Australia, New Zealand, and let's start with just the two results from today before we jump into a little more Chelsea focus. So New Zealand get their first ever World Cup win which was quite a surprise, but what you expect from, from the host nation. And Australia followed that up as well. Without Sam Kerr, we have to point yeah. out. But what did you make of both the games? And were you expecting New Zealand to come up with the surprise? Um, I wasn't, if I'm honest. Um, I was expecting Norway to kind of uh, ruin the party, really. Um, I mean, I kind of, with the Euro disappointment, disappointment that Norway had last year, um, I was kind of expecting them to come back, um, come back fighting. Um, but for them to obviously lose 1-0 um, and New Zealand missed a penalty late on as well. They had chances to even extend the lead. And um, I, that one I didn't see coming. Um, the Australia game, I kind of, I thought they would beat Ireland, um, obviously without Sam, which is a blow and a real, and a real shame actually, because I think leading your team out at, a home World Cup in that first game as well um, would have been her dream. So it's a shame. Hopefully she's back for the last group game and hopefully they can progress a little bit further to um, give her a chance. Um, I mean, it was definitely a penalty in that game. I mean, it was a shove on in the back and Arsenal's Steph Catley put it away. It was a really good penalty, to be fair, right in the top corner. Um, not many keepers would have kept that out, but it was a good performance from Ireland, though, promising them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, Again, like I said, you expect that from the host nations, especially with Australia. I believe they had a record crowd of over 50,000 people there, which is very impressive. And we saw that with the Euros last year in, in the UK, where crowds were just turning out and, and supporting the women's team, which is where the sport is headed, and, and rightly so. Um, and coming to New Zealand, yeah, I honestly didn't think they had a chance either. But seeing that result, that's the, that's the beauty of the World Cup. And but Norway, all I'll say is Argentina also lost their first game in the World Cup, and yeah, you know what happened true. there. Not saying, not saying that they're going to be going to be going to the dreamland, but there's always hope, and and you rather get this wake up call now than maybe a little bit later in the tournament. Uh, but let's transition over to a little bit more Chelsea focus since we are a Chelsea podcast. Uh, we have 19 players at the World Cup, which is quite a record. We've touched on Sam. Uh, but who else is there? Who are they representing, Ray? And what are their hopes maybe going into this tournament? Yeah, I mean, we've got an amazing representation um, for, for one club to have 19 players at a World Cup. I think that's a, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, obviously, we've got five in the England squads with Millie, Jess, Lauren, uh, Neve, and our new signing, Hannah Hampton, 
um, all there. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, with Canada, we've got Jesse, Kadisha, and another new signing of Ashley Lawrence. Uh, Ev Perisay is over there with France. Uh, got three German representatives with Melly Leupoltz, uh, Anne Katchenberger, and Siuka Nuskin. Um, Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Micah Hamano is over there with Japan. Um, she's building a really good season that she had over in Sweden. Uh, Anik Nowen's over there with the Dutch. Um, Marin and Guru played today uh, for Norway. Sadly, didn't come out on the, the right end of the result. Um, and then we've got Zachira and uh, Johanna over there with uh, Sweden as well. Um, I think it could be a really promising tournament. I think some players will have, I think it'll be a really good kind of eye-opener for some of them, especially some of the young players like Neve and, and uh, Lauren as well um, for, for the Lionesses. That should be really interesting to see how they um, how they go this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what you work for in your club football is to make it into your international team and make it at these tournaments because they only come around every four years and, and in the case of maybe a guru or, or a Marineal, the, the next time would be a little bit further along in their career and you and you don't know who's around and, and injuries can happen. So you got to make the most of it. And, and I am happy to see as many Chelsea players there because it just shows what we're doing on the club side with with the women's team especially that we have international players which are key to their international teams which we had on the men's side back in 2006 2010 uh, i'm thinking back to some of the teams then so it's great to have this representation and it almost for us as fans gives us a little more interest in beyond just england in your case or for me beyond just the usa to say well what else is going on what else is happening with norway or, or canada or um, England in, in my case and and it makes it interesting because that's how you kind of learn about the other teams and sure I know the five players on the England team but now I'll know a lot more that I yeah. may not know outside of Arsenal United so um, definitely a great uh, representation from the Chelsea side any concerns around now we've seen Sam Kerr pick up a or long-term injury but any concerns with injury or that's nothing to even worry about because it's just such a golden opportunity for the players I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously injuries happen, um, but I think that's elite sport. Um, I don't think you can't play elite sport without having that risk. And obviously, I hope none of them get injured and we have a full strength squad come the start of um, the season. I mean, obviously, we don't start until October. So, I mean, there's still quite a, there's a long time before our season really starts. So, hopefully, if anyone does pick up an injury, it's not a ridiculously long-term injury. Um but as you say, it's an exciting opportunity for them all to go out on the biggest stage and hopefully bring home some, well, for, I mean, for myself, I, I was I would love the Lionesses to do well. Um, I would love to see, I, but to be honest, I'd, I'd love to see any of the Chelsea players actually bring home the trophy. Be, I think it'd be a really good achievement for them. Yeah, absolutely. And from selfishly from my side, the US trying to go for a three-peat. It's, I'm not going to try and jinx it or, or talk too much about it, but that in itself is, is quite an achievement, and um, we'll see how that turns out. I know they played tomorrow with their first game. So uh, coming back to the Chelsea side, thanks for, for highlighting the 19 players that are there, and we wish them all the best and, and hope that they can get the job done. Obviously not everyone can win, but at least get as far as possible and, and bring that experience back to Chelsea. And in some cases, the the ones that don't make it to the promised land can come back with a little bit more motivation on Chelsea and try to get through 
with the trophies that we will be going for. Um, let's move on in terms of talking about the tournament itself. So this is the first time in four years. A lot has changed in the sport, with the women's sport especially. Um, we've already spoken about the crowd that turned out for the Australia game. Are you expecting more and more people to turn out at these games and, and support not only their home nation, but also just in general, be there for the uh, the occasion? I think so. I think it's going to be a huge tournament for the women's game. Um, I mean, we saw at the Euros last year how much the like the crowds went to every game. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough, I went to see Belgium against Iceland up in Manchester for the Euros. And the City Academy ground was sold out, you know. Um, so I think even kind of like the lesser kind of publicized games between maybe some of the smaller teams in the tournament, I still think they will get a brilliant turnout. Um, and I, I think that's the kind of the future of the game, really. Um, it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. And, um, and I think having it down in Australia, where obviously the Matildas are a famous side, I think that will do a lot for the game. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what we want, right, is more people to engage, more people to watch, more people to support, because that's how the the love and, and the knowledge spreads between fans. And, and even just meeting you last year, we've I've learned quite a bit from you just about specific players and, and leagues and, and pronouncing certain names and, and yeah. team names. So um, that's, that's what you want is to kind of have others learn from each other and, and grow the sport, because that's where they deserve to be. Uh, before we move on to some picks and certain things, a couple of things that just popped up in my mind. Did you happen to watch that France ad about the World Cup? I think it was for Orange, which is the network, the mobile network. No, I haven't seen that, no. Okay, yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It basically starts off, it's a World Cup ad, and it starts off with Griezmann, Mbappe, and Kunku, and then they kind of run it back and the way they kind of transition it into the women's team and, and all about them. Uh, I'd like to I'd encourage everyone to watch it and see the marketing behind it and to okay. get the buzz going for, for the World Cup. Um, and then the second thing was, I saw this and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. It was just FIFA said that the players would be taking home a lot more than they have in the past, uh, which is something that has been a point of debate in the in previous World Cups, tournaments, and just in general about the sport itself. But that also points towards, Ray, that not only are fans interested, but there's sponsors, there's companies that are interested, that are willing to pay uh, the money to cover this the players. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, once again, I just think it shows the growth of the game. Um, I know their individual nations are having issues with with their FAs. Um, yeah. and I know that's it covers England, it covers Canada, and there's quite a few others that I've heard about. Um, but I think I think the fact that FIFA are, I think it's almost done on like a bonus structure where it kind of yeah. depends on how far you get, depending on how, that, how much you get. Um, but it is a significant amount more than what they would have been taking at previous tournaments. And I think it's a, I think it's a massive step forward. And as you say, sponsors are now starting to get behind these tournaments because they can see the growth of this, of the women's in, I think it's just women's sport in general, Never mind football, but I think women's sport in general is increasing. Um, so I think that's why sponsors are now getting behind um, tournaments like this. And I mean, it's being shown everywhere. Um, which I think is which is huge. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what you want is coverage, people talking about it, the results like this morning when we see New Zealand, I say this morning for you and I, but maybe for others around the world, there was a different time. Uh, New Zealand kind of popping up with the surprise and, and that captures the headline and get gets people around the world saying New Zealand won their first game at the World Cup, which is maybe something that may not have happened if it wasn't in their home nation. And I'm not trying to discredit it, but it's just a reality of it. So um, I totally agree with you, but now I want to move on to having your picks and kind of picking your brain a little bit and in terms of who and who the favorites are, the dark horses, golden boot, golden glove. So let's start with who the favorites are. And I know you're going to say England, so we, we know that, but who else do you think could be making it into the final? Well, if I'm honest, I don't see England as favorites. <laughs> I don't see England as favorites. Um, I don't think they've got the squad that they had last year at the Euros to go all the way. Um, and that hurts me to say it, but I don't think it's as strong a squad as they had um, 12 months ago. Um, just with the retirements and the injuries, obviously with Williamson out, Mead out, Frank Kirby out, that's three massive chunks of that team gone. Um, I just don't think there's enough strength and depth quite yet to win this tournament. Obviously, it's a World Cup. Anything can happen. It's still a good squad, but I don't think it's quite as strong as last year. Um, my favourite, I think it's going to be an open tournament. I don't think there's really one team that stands out as a favourite. Um, I've kind of put down, I've got obviously the US, as you say, going for the, the three in a row. You can never rule them out at a World Cup. Um, but then I think the European teams, like kind of Germany, we saw how good they were at the Euros last year. They've got a really good mix of youth and experience coming through. Sweden, I don't think you can rule them out. Um, they got to the semis at the Euros. Obviously, we've got a couple of representatives there as well from Chelsea, which... I, I think it could they could do something potentially. Um, and then the other name I've written down, I've written down France as well, um, just because they have seem to be performing quite well at the minute. So, I, But as I say, I don't think there is an out-and-out favourite to win this tournament, um, which is which is, makes it very exciting. It's not like you can, there's not one team that I think is going to run away with it, um, which I think, is, as I say, it makes the tournament more exciting for everyone. Yeah, that's definitely part of more part of the appeal is sure there's the strong contenders like we just mentioned, and for us in the here in the U.S., we're all hoping that it it is the U.S., but it could really be anyone. It could really be any one of the teams you've mentioned. But even beyond that, there's almost a second group of teams behind them that could make a case. And and you said it right. It's a World Cup. It's a tournament. It's a knockout tournament. Once you get past the group phases, and one thing could change the 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 destiny of either team that's fighting for in the knockout round so um i do agree with the the favorite contenders that you've mentioned but again i i wouldn't write off a few upsets yeah i mean some of these teams go out and and allow someone else to go through but that's the beauty of the tournament we'll watch to to have it unfold in terms of any dark horses or teams that may turn into a team that we may not have thought of or may not have, have seen as a contender, who are you thinking of? Well, the first name on my list was Norway. Um, but <laughs> after this morning, that kind of went out the window slightly. Um, I mean, with 
as I say, they had the disappointment last year at the Euros of going out in the groups and the strike, like the, the forward line they've got with obviously Guru, with Ada Hegerberg, Frida Manum's in there, Carlin Graham Hansen. That's a dangerous front line. But it just seems at the minute when they get to a tournament, they just don't seem to step up and take that take the next step, um, which is a shame. I had, did have them written down. I've got Canada. Um, obviously, we've got three representatives there, and they all they are they're always there thereabouts. Canada, um, and then the other one, I, I I say dark horse, but I don't know if they are. I mean, I put Australia in that kind of bracket as well. But without Sam, is it going to happen? For the, I mean, obviously they won today, which was a big step. Um, and I think their next game's Nigeria, I believe, or do they? The other players, um, Nigeria or Canada next. Um, so I mean, they, that will be a big miss for them. But hopefully they can keep p- progressing through, because I think we saw last year at the Euros when England went all the way, it kept interest in it a lot more in the yeah. host country because they're that team is doing really well and it's dragging people to the games. It's keeping everyone interested. Um, so hopefully one of the host nations can stay in um, kind of towards the latter stages. I do think that helps in, in the host, in the host nation. Um, but then uh, there's, there, as I say, there's so many, there are so many teams that could, that could spring surprises. Spain will be there or thereabouts. I think um, they look good in the Euros last year. Um, with especially with Pateas coming back uh, from injury, so yeah, there's a, there there are so many teams that could do damage in this World Cup. Yeah, and it all it's all about starting off right. Like so, you mentioned Australia, and I, I do think they are a very strong dark horse, uh, just based on the fact that they are the home team. And I'm almost going to flip this Sam situation, and the fact that if you can win the next game, regardless of who it's against, Canada or Nigeria. You're going into it without potentially Sam Kerr for two games with six points. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the pressure isn't as much on Sam's got to save us. Sam's got to do this. Sam's got to score the goals because others are stepping up that may not have had the limelight if Sam was there. And I'm not saying that it's all about Sam because it is a team sport, but she's kind of your main attraction star player. And so I it almost gives her some time to recover. And of course this could all change if they lose their next game and it, it adds a little more pressure on them, but let's just say they do win that. It gives her some time to say, well, the last game we have six points. Maybe we just need a draw and we don't need to risk her until the knockout stages when she's a little more further along and fit. So um, yeah, it's again, it's, it's a certain point in time where we're talking about and making a few assumptions going forward. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think Australia do, do represent a, pretty strong contender for a dark horse and um, Norway, I think will come back to, I, I wouldn't write them off just yet, but they will feel that pressure just a little yeah. more going into the second and third game. Um, and I, I would put England in there too, maybe not as a dark horse, but between the favorites and the dark horse, whatever you want to call that, uh, because they do still have a good squad and a good manager who knows how to navigate through, through these tournaments. And she showed it last year. So um I, I would expect them to do well too. But all in all, I think we're in for a great tournament. And hopefully beyond today, we'll get a few more goals because it was just 1-0. Uh, and speaking of goals, let's transition over to Golden Boot. Who do you think is... ...and still win it? But apart from her, who else could, could potentially take it? 
Um, I've kind of I've put a couple of names down. Um, I've put Sophia uh, Sophia Smith from the US down. Yeah. Um, because from what I've seen of her, she's a goal scorer, young talent. Um, this could be a really big tournament for her. Um, and the other one I've put down is Alex Pop from Germany. We saw what how good she was at the Euros last year. Um, obviously, I think she tied the golden boot with Beth Mead, so she's always a threat. Um, and yeah, as you say, Sam could easily come back and, and win this golden boot by even with missing two games. Um, those would be the two names that I've kind of picked out, but um, there's quite a few there's quite a few options out there really. Um, but those would be my top two, I think. Yeah, I love the Sophia Smith shout because. Um... She's one that obviously has a lot of buzz around her, and she's a young player. But she is competing with some of the more experienced players within within the U.S. squad. Uh, but that's not to say that she can't hold her own and and make a, a, a contribution or even um, disrupt things in a way that she is forced to to be the the leading person or the the person that's counted upon. Because the U.S. is kind of transitioning over to the new generation with. Uh, Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan and some of the older, no disrespect when I say older, I, I just mean they've been around for a while, uh, transitioning over to maybe a different phase of their career. And then, yeah, Alex Pop, I, I remember her from, from the Euros, and I, just, I think it was against England, and I may be wrong, and I may be mixing it up, but I just remember her, and every time the ball went into her, there was this kind of like nervous energy that was that was around the stadium, even the commentators. And that just tells you everything you need to know about a player and, and what kind of damage she can cause. So uh, I love those two shouts. But hopefully it's Sam Kerr because we'd love for her to, to win it after doing it in, in the WSL and for Chelsea for many, many seasons. Um, Golden Glove. So two clean sheets already this, this morning. Uh, who else seems to be defensively sound and if not can rely on their keeper to keep them uh, with a clean sheet? Yeah, I've I've kind of that was it was a tricky one actually. Um, with the Golden Glove, um, I've put Mary Arps down for England, um, because they've got a solid backline in in front of them. Because I would imagine it'd be Millie Bright, Alex Greenwood, um, in that kind of in the two centre back roles, um, with Lucy Bronze and either probably Jess or Neve on the other side, um, which is a it's a really good backline, um, and. <laughs> on the Euros how good a keeper she has been and we saw it in the league this year in the WSL she was superb this season um, so I've put Mary Arps down, the other two names I've put down is Sandra Panos from uh, Spain because um, defensively they are, they're very resolute, the Spanish and then Merla Fromes uh, from Germany as well because um, once again they've got, a decent, they've got a really strong back line so, um, and once again we saw in the Euros how good she was um, those would be the three that I've put down, but it, that's a once again that's a tricky one. I mean, Mackenzie Arnold had a great game for Australia today, um, as well. So you know, there's there's a lot of names up there as well. I mean, as I say, that's the really tricky thing this year. There's not a certain team that I'm going right. Okay, this person's going to win Golden Boot, and their keeper is going to get the Golden Glove. It's that kind of tournament where it's it's just wide open. Yeah, and, and we love that because that just means more entertainment and more surprises uh, that may come along. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the names that you mentioned should be in and around that that Golden Glove um, trophy. But uh, let's move on to making some predictions here. And 
I know we've spoken about England, Australia, Norway, Sweden, US, Spain, but let's go into the groups and kind of predict as best as we can uh, who we think will make it out. So group A, it's Switzerland, Norway, Philippines, and uh, New Zealand, of course. New Zealand already have three points on the board. Are they making it out for you? I think they might. <laughs> I think they might. Um, as the kind of, you know, the home team, uh, host country, I've got a feeling they might do something a bit special um, at this World Cup. Um, I've also gone for Switzerland to go through um, in that group and Norway to miss out, which is a bit of a, it's a big call. Um I, I just after this morning and obviously what happened to the Euros, I'm just wondering if it's a trend um, with them. Um, so I've put Switzerland on top of the group because I think they will probably beat New Zealand, but I can see New Zealand then beating the Philippines. Um, and so I've gone Switzerland, New Zealand, Norway, Philippines as my group A prediction. So Switzerland top, New Zealand yeah. second. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to be tough to see our two Chelsea players on Norway going home so early. It'll, it'll be a very, it's a big shame if they do. Uh, yeah. As I say, especially with that squad, it's such a talented squad, that Norwegian squad. Because um, we've seen a lot of them either in the Champions League or the WSL. But it just, once again, it's it's that, this is a game that realistically that Norway team should have won. Right. On paper, they should have won that game. Obviously, on the field, completely different story, but they had chances in that game and they didn't take them. And it was kind of a similar story to what happened in the Euros last year. So obviously I'd love Guro and Marin to, to get through because I think their their seasons deserve it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not 100% sold on it. And, and it's tough because you get three games guaranteed and if you lose the first one, you almost have to win the next two. And that's not to say that they can't, but... If Switzerland win their first one, which is tomorrow, I believe, Norway are already playing catch-up and, and have to beat one team and then beat the second one to make sure and need help from someone else. So it's just a lot of moving parts, and I can see why why you feel that they may not make it out. But um, like I said, hopefully this is a wake-up call for them early enough for them to recover and put a run together that gets them uh, closer to the dreamland. Uh, let's move on to Group B. It's Nigeria, we've spoken about. Australia, we've spoken about. Canada, we've spoken about. And Ireland and Australia have picked up the first win. Uh, but it's still kind of open. Of course, Australia are the home nation. But who else do you think may join them if, they, if, they, if you do think they are making it out? I think this is a really interesting group, actually. Um, because Nigeria are the best team in Africa. And they've got... Obviously, they've got Oshwala up front, uh, who plays for Barcelona, and she had a really good season. So they've got a few decent players in Nigeria, so that could be quite an interesting one. Um, and obviously, we've seen with Ireland today, they put up a really good really good effort against Australia. Australia found that a really hard game to win. Um, I have gone Canada to top the group, just because I think, that's, I think the Canadians have a very, very strong squad. Um, I've gone Australia second to get through. Uh, Nigeria third, and I've gone Ireland in in last, but I don't. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be Ireland on zero points. I think Ireland will pick up points at this tournament because I think they've got a very, as we saw today, they're very solid at the back. Um, but I think they will miss out, and Nigeria just miss out as well. 
which is which is tough because I'd like to see Nigeria, especially with my connections to yeah. Ghana and, and West Africa in general, see Nigeria come through, but it almost have to be at the expense of Canada or Australia. And those are two teams that with Australia, with everything we've spoken about, and Canada do have a good squad. So um, it would really require them to almost drop the ball versus Nigeria to almost pick it up. But you just never know. That's the beauty of, of, of this tournament. Um, let's move on to Group C. And we have Costa Rica, Zambia, Japan, and Spain. And so I, I think I know you're going to go with Spain, but who else is joining them? Um, I've gone for Japan to join them to go through. Um, I think this was one of the more straightforward groups. Um, I think Spain will be the quality side in that group. Um, with, I mean, they've got world-class players all across that pitch with Bon Matty, with uh, Pateas. So I think they will they will top the group. I've gone Japan second. They've got the pedigree at World Cups. Um, we've seen them over the years. They've done very, very well. Yeah. Um, and they've got some really good young players coming through. Obviously, they've taken Micah Hamano uh, from our side of it. And, I mean, from bits that I saw of her in Sweden last year, she was incredible. Had a really good season. Um, and then I've put Costa Rica ahead of Zambia. That's just mainly on the world rankings, to be honest, because I don't know a huge amount about either side. Um, but I think Spain and Japan will go through from that group. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And Japan are the last team outside the US to win this. So uh, you'd expect that regardless of young squad or, or an experienced squad, they would have that know-how of, of navigating a tournament, at least through the group stages. So uh, I do agree with you. And Spain, of course, are one of our dark horses. So yep. um, they have to be there. Let's go to Group D. And I know you'll have a personal interest in this. And you can also tell us which game you'll be watching in this group. Uh, but it's England, China, Denmark, and Haiti. Yeah, this is a it's another quite interesting group. I mean... I'm lucky enough, next Friday, I will be in Sydney. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm off to watch England against Denmark uh, at the, uh, I think it's the Allianz Stadium in Sydney. Um, so I'm off down there next week. Uh, I'll be sat, ironically, in the Denmark end. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've got my Denmark top ready to go. Uh, <laughs> so um, just to, you know, have to fit in. Um, which will be, a, I think it's the game of the group, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I mean, massive amounts of Chelsea interest. You know, we've got our five Lionesses up against our, well, our old friend Penelope Harder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think it'll be a really good game. Um, quite an exciting game. And I think it will be the, the game that decides who tops the group. Um, I've gone England top. Um, I think they'll get through the group without too many issues. Um Denmark in second, and then China and Haiti. Um, England kick off, I think, in a couple of days, I believe. Um, they play Haiti first, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on there. They've not had the best run into the World Cup. Um, I mean, we they lost against Australia, um, and then I think they've they've drawn nil nil against uh, it was Portugal in a closed door game um, before they before they left and. They've not scored in a couple of games now, England, which I think might be a little bit of a concern, um, especially given how free-flowing they were before. Yeah. Um, but I think they will top the group um, with Denmark in second. I, yeah, I have to agree with you. And and hopefully what we, you've mentioned with the England squad coming into the tournament, 
that kind of stays there because you you don't want that to kind of spill over and then you're doubting yourself and just making it more uh, difficult for yourself to get out of the group. And once you kind of hit that point, it almost snowballs into the rest of the tournament. So uh, hoping that's kind of out and, and out the system and outside this tournament and England can kick off. And it helps a little bit, no disrespect, that they kick off against Haiti yeah. because that gives them an opportunity to build up some confidence going into the Denmark game. Yeah, um, And yeah, I, I think Denmark with with Pernilla Harder and, and some of the other players they have on there would be another team that gets out of this group. Uh, moving on to Group E, uh, in this one, I'll have a little bit of a personal interest. Uh, Netherlands, Portugal, USA, and Vietnam. And when I look at the names, I can almost predict uh, who's making it out with the USA, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, I've got USA top. Um, I don't see them having too many issues in this group. Um, I've put uh, the Netherlands in second with Portugal third and Vietnam in last. Um, it could be quite interesting between the Netherlands and Portugal. Yeah, because I, I agree. The Netherlands yeah. aren't coming into this in great form at all. And obviously they don't have Miedema. So that's their kind of, their big striker is out. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. I think they've still got enough quality to get through in second. Um, but yeah, I think the US will walk this group. I don't really see them having any issues at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, my prediction was going to be Portugal. mentioned with Netherlands, but I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be pretty close and most likely be decided on the last match day of the group stage for who joins the USA. Uh, and unfortunately for Vietnam, I, I just don't see it happening. But surprises Netherlands. have happened and, and you just never know. You're right. Um, a couple more groups to get through here. Group F, France, Brazil, Jamaica, and Panama. And again, I think we can predict who it is, but let's let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, I've gone with France and Brazil to go through. I've gone France on top. Um, but Brazil, good side. You know, lots yeah. of quality in that side. Um, so I think it's going to be quite close between those two as to who tops the group. Jamaica, I've got some good players. You know, our Drew Spence, ex-Chelsea player, plays is... Yeah. Uh, off to the World Cup with them, so um, we could see her out there. And I think Becky Spencer as well, uh, who used to play for us as well. So um, we could see how they get on out there. Um, and then Panama in uh, last place, sadly. But I think it, I think at the top of the group, France Brazil could be quite close, and it, that'll be a really good game of football to watch, actually. Yeah, whoever tops that between those two, I think will take a lot of confidence going going forward. Yeah. Uh, group G. We have South Africa, Argentina, Italy, and Sweden. Yeah, I've gone with Sweden top. Um, I don't think they'll have too many issues getting through this. Um, and then I've put Italy in second. With the Italy-Argentina, I did have to kind of have a look at the world rankings to see where they where they kind of fit in. Um, I watched a bit of Italy when they played England in the Arnold Clark Cup um, this year. And they don't look a bad side at all. They look quite a resolute side. And obviously we've seen... This season, with um, the, in their Champions League, I mean, Roma, Juventus starting to come yeah. through, and a lot of Italian players in those sides. So I've put Italy in second because I do think they'll uh, beat Argentina, and then I've put South Africa last. But it's you know, it's one of those groups where between Italy, Argentina, South Africa, there's not a huge amount in there, especially in the world rankings. Really, there's not a massive gap, so that could be quite an interesting group to see who joins Sweden going through. Yeah, and 
of course you want to surprise you won maybe one of the the higher ranked teams or lower ranked teams however you want to put it cause a surprise and get through but yeah i i agree with you i think sweden will get through and then it really depends on maybe italy to to join them and final group ray we have germany colombia korea republic and morocco yeah i've gone germany to top the group um i don't think that's a shock um They've got a, a brilliant squad, you know, a lot of a lot of talent in there. Hence, why they're one of my favourites to go on and win it. Um, and then I kind of had to once again have a look at the, the world rankings really for the rest of it because I don't know a huge amount about the Colombian team or the Korean team. I, funnily enough, I actually saw the Moroccan women's team play against Romania on a, when I was in, I was in Bucharest a few months ago, and they just happened to be playing a friendly. And so myself and one of my colleagues, we went and watched it um, and Romania beat them. Um, so I kind of put Morocco last just because I didn't really see much in that game from them, if I'm honest. Um, and then I've put Colombia in second. Once again, it's more of a world rankings decision rather than a knowledge decision. Um, but as I say, I don't see Germany having any issues getting through this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Germany make it through, but maybe Morocco will surprise the world yeah. again, like they did at the Men's World they Cup. Uh, and that would be that would be a, a great story because no one expected it on the men's side, no one's really expecting it on the women's side, and um, they do have a lot of good talent ability from what we've seen as a group. Um, so you just never know. But yeah, I do I do agree with you? I think Germany as well as uh, Colombia should make it through. So that's the group stage. Um, a lot of football to be played, a lot of things to evolve over the next few weeks. Um, but Ray, I I know you said it's an open tournament. I know you've given us your favorites. If you had to pick one, right now, based off of what you know, you've done some research clearly, you've mentioned the rankings, if you had to pick one, who's who's making it to the final and lifting that trophy? I think the final will be between the US and Germany. Okay. <laughs> and unpopular, unpopular as where I am now, <laughs> I'm going Germany to lift the trophy. Uh, I think they'll put the disappointment from losing that Euros final basically 12 months ago now. Right. Um, I think they're going to put that behind them and I think they're going to go on and win it this year. Um, and... I just think that squad's got a lot of, a lot of potential and that could be a big squad going forward in the next few years. And we've seen that with teams losing a final in, in, in the past year or so and then coming back in the next major tournament and putting up a good display and in some cases even going on winning it. So I think that's a great shout. Not that it's at the expense of the U.S., but um, I, I'm also aware that we can't win them all and we won the last two. So just for the interest of the game and the sport and, and just kind of spreading the, the love a little bit. As much as I'd like the U.S. to win it, I think a, a new winner would be would be good for the tournament uh, in general. But um, would love to have you back on after your trip to to Sydney, get get us some content from pit side and and just share your experience and being there and what you pick up. Um, but any parting thoughts from you? No, I think I think we're in for a really good summer of football. Um, I think I think with the game, the times of the games for me myself in the UK it's going to work out quite nicely. It means I don't have to get up ridiculously early like you do here. Uh, <laughs> watching them. Um, so I think I'll be able to kind of keep an eye on quite a lot of it, which I'm quite really looking forward to. Um, and obviously being there next week, I, I 
can't actually tell you how excited I am. I'm going to meet up with a lot of friends from Chelsea that we go to in nice. back in the day. So we're going to go and catch up with them, and uh, and then yeah, go and watch, go and watch, or hopefully a really good game of football. Um, I did also see the highlights from the the Wrexham game. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> That was a good start. Good start. I'll take that. We scored some goals for a change. We did. We did. And we actually covered um, the game, the, the Rexham game last night. We did another episode, which is out now. So yeah. uh, definitely go check it out. But yes, we were we were excited. In some cases, maybe I got a little too excited and made some bold predictions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what you get, right? We, we've suffered quite a bit this year. So to see our yeah. team and to see a lot of new faces. A lot um, of new faces that may actually not be there in about a month's time in terms of the starting 11 at least, but just to see them come out, do a good job. And sure, a lot of people say it's Wrexham, but you can only beat who's put out in front of you. And um, we have bigger challenges coming up ahead of us, but for now, all is great. And we continue to build towards uh, this new Chelsea on the men's side. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, Ray, once again, thanks for joining us. I wish you safe travels back home. Uh, and to the Australia, I'm sure we'll yeah. be in touch before then. Uh, but that wraps it up, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us at the Premier Chels on all podcast providers, Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at Premier Chels. And you can find Ray on Instagram. It's Ray Travels the World. I hope I got that right. Well on. There you go. Uh, and that should tell you everything you need to know about Ray and his, his love for traveling. Uh, But we will be back with a new episode. But until then, stay safe and up the Chels, up the Linuses, and the U.S. Thank you, guys. Take care. Hey, guys. The Premier Chels is sponsored by Kickoff Coffee. They are a top-quality artisanal roasted coffee. In other words, they're Champions League winner and Premier League winner every single time. They deliver fresh bags directly to your home, so you don't have to go to a coffee shop and pick up something. And the best part about them is every bag gives back to soccer charities. 10% of the proceeds go to organizations that use soccer to promote youth social development in the underserved areas. Use our code TPCOFFEE15 to get 15% off your order. You can order at kickoffcoffeeco.com or check out the links on our social media. Thanks.